Hello everyone and welcome back to another season of Pressbox Thoughts. I'm your host Ted Brennan and I'm really excited to be back on campus making some new episodes. It was a great year last year and I'm looking forward to continuing to grow the podcast. Today's episode will focus on some season previews for the Red Hawks as well as whatever they've been up to in the last couple of days with the fall season just getting started and then an interview with track and field athlete L. Miller. Let's get into it. Maxim returns with the football team set to take on a wide-open MAC conference. Northern Illinois looks to repeat as MAC champions, but Miami is picked by many sports writers not only to win the MAC East, but also win the crown. Miami's offense looks strong on paper, so as long as the offense can stay healthy, especially Brett Gabbert, Tyree Shelton, and Jalen Bester, this team should be the team to beat. With no A.J. Mayer to back him up this year, the Red Hawks need Gabbard to stay on the field as he is their star quarterback. Miami, however, returns 9 of 11 offensive starters this season, including Mac Hippenhammer, who looks primed for a breakout season with Jack Sorensen having graduated. One of the big question marks for the Red Hawks is the defense. Having undergone lots of changes due to graduations, transfers, and other reasons, the Miami defense is a pretty new unit. We'll see how they hold up this season. Their first game is against a ranked opponent, number 20, Kentucky, on Saturday in Lexington. That should be a great game. The field hockey team has been nothing short of dominant in the last few seasons, so it's no wonder why they were picked to repeat as champions again this season. Miami has been the winner of the last five regular season championships, and the eight coaches in the MAC seem that there was no reason that Miami shouldn't win their sixth this season. In a preseason poll taken by the coaches, Miami received 60 points, eight points higher than the second-place finisher, Kent State. Miami went 12-11 last season, but an impressive 6-1 in the MAC, and they hosted their first-ever NCAA tournament game where they beat Maine 3-2. Led by reigning MAC Offensive Player of the Year, the junior middle fielder Claudia Negrete Garcia, this team will continue to be a force to be reckoned with. Coach Iñaco Puzo was also just extended for seven years, so congratulations to the coach. He'll be around for a long time, especially if the Red Hawks continue their dominance. They started off the season scorching hot with wins against California and St. Francis, 3-1 and 4-0 respectively. Pena Martinez leads the team with three goals so far with Claudia Negrete Garcia and Carly Service each with two. They face Harvard on Friday and Brown on Sunday for some Ivy League tests. The Miami women's soccer team wants to break 500 this season after finishing 8-8-3, 5-6 in the MAC last season. In a preseason poll, the women were picked to finish 6th in the MAC, finishing with 77 points in the poll. The team to beat looks to be Ohio as they finished highest in the poll. Despite losing top goal scorer Christina DeMarco, four of the top five goal scorers from a year ago returned to the Red Hawks, including Kylie Beinecke, Julia Hoffman, McKenna Morrison, and Haley Anspach. Miami started off their season with a nil-nil draw to Austin P, where senior Izzy Vacari finished with her 11th career shutout. Since then, they've gone 1-2, winning a 1-0 match against Loyola Chicago, but dropping the next two against Wright State and Purdue, losing each match by a goal. Their next game is Sunday against the University of Illinois Chicago. Coach Carolyn Condit is back on the bench for the Miami women's volleyball team, and her team looks to rebound after a down season. In a preseason poll with MAC coaches, Miami finished 5th in the East Division predictions. Miami lost their leader in kills last season in Gabby Harper and Sophie Reimersma, but right side hitter Abby Stratford and middle hitter Maggie McCrary looked to fill the void as they were the number 3 and 4 in kills respectively last season. Lydia Harper looks to carry on the Harper name, and she looked very promising in her freshman season last year, and the team is still filled with lots of talented juniors and sophomores. However, they only have two seniors, so leadership will be something they focus on this year. Miami started off slow coming out of the gates, competing in the Bradley Invitational. After dropping the first two matches, the Red Hawks followed that up with a nice five-set win against Bradley University in their most recent match. Allison Severance and Ellie Hansen finished top three in four out of five major statistical categories in that match. 
This weekend, they host the Miami Best Western Invitational, where they will play Marshall on Friday, Bellarmine on Saturday afternoon, and Middle Tennessee on Saturday night. The cross-country team started out their season with the Miami Rumble, and then will head to Indiana for the Coaching Tree Invitational. All right, I'd now like to introduce the interviewee for this episode, Elle Miller. Elle, if you'd like to take some time, introduce yourself. The floor is yours. Well, hi, I'm Elle Miller. I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm an engineering management student with a specialization in manufacturing. I'm on the track and field team. I'm a now sophomore. I do long jump, high jump, triple jump, and a few sprints every now and then. Originally being from Charlotte, North Carolina, you're a long way from home. What led you to come to Miami, and do you feel like you've made the right decision by being here? My journey to Miami was a little chaotic. I was obviously looking at some like in-state schools, North Carolina, like NC State, and really Miami was just kind of a random school that I applied to, and really the only reason I applied was for the track team. Back in high school and like my senior year, my heart was set on going to Purdue. My mom went there, and so I have a long history. We used to go to football games, and so when you have that connection, like that was really where I wanted to go. And my sophomore year, I actually went on a on a tour there with one of the track coaches, and I was prepared to be like a walk-on and do jumps there, and I was really excited. And then I applied my senior year, got accepted, and then emailed the coach, and I was like, hey, got accepted, ready to walk on. And he was like... I transferred to Texas so (laughs) that was kind of shocking and I kind of rushed and was trying to find other schools that had recruited me and was trying to get in contact and Miami was one of those schools that wanted me were also offering me some money and that was when I was like all right I have nothing else to do and I (laughs) and I accepted here and I actually was I cried when I signed to go here because I was like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I was not happy about it, really nervous, no offense to Ohio, but I was like, oh my God, I have to tell people I'm going to school in Ohio. Yeah, I still get made fun of that at home, but (laughs) but I moved in, I'm a pretty open-minded person, and when I moved in, met a few friends, and I absolutely love it now, like, it's, when I go home, I miss it. I really like it here now, but it was a little different and totally unplanned. Don't really have any connections here. (laughs) I just showed up, and I love it now. Believe me, being from Connecticut, I get the, oh, you go to school in Ohio comment all of the time. (laughs) happens way too often. So obviously, you mentioned you're on the track and field team, and just a little bit before college, how did you get into track and field, and was there a specific moment that led you to deciding to do track and field? So I come from a pretty athletic family. I'm a fifth generation D1 athlete. Four generations before me played Division One golf, and so growing up, I was like in every sport. Every day after school was in a sport. I played three sports year-round in high school. I was captain of the golf team, captain of the basketball team, and track team. Really, I got into track in middle school. My parents were like, you need to play three sports. Like, after school, you need to be playing a sport. And so it was either that or soccer, and I hate soccer. Also, yeah, I stopped playing soccer after I was like three years old. So I went into track, and I mean, with all those other sports that I was playing and stuff, I in middle school, if you play another sport and you do track, I mean, you're pretty good to begin with. So I got into that, and the 
head coach of my high school track team, his daughter ran track with me in middle school. And so he like really wanted me to be on the track team and I had nothing else to do that season. And I was like, yep, I'm gonna do it. And then like eventually you start getting better and you start loving it. And that's really how I got into track specifically. And then why jumping? Jumping, so I actually started off doing cross country. So going into freshman year, that summer between eighth and freshman year, I ran cross country and I actually got injured. I got a stress fracture. And so I kind of had to lay off the like 30 miles of running a day and I was trying other things. I really ran the 800 in track in middle school and I never did 800 in high school. (laughs) But since I'm like tall and fast, they just kind of started throwing me in random stuff and we didn't have many jumpers at the time and they were like, hey, this me, you're gonna do that. And it kind of just like after trying every event, I kind of found which one I first of all really liked and then just what I was good at as well. And that's when I started really liking it. And obviously you're gonna like it if you're good at it, so. (laughs) (laughs) So you mentioned in high school, you did the long triple and high jumping, you're still doing it now in college. From an outside perspective, those are seemingly three different skill sets, but in reality, how different or similar are they and how do you prepare for each event? The way that our team works is that jumps is its own group and actually high jump is separate from it. Usually people that do long jump also do triple jump and vice versa. But high jump is kind of its own separate thing. And it's actually a little weird doing all three in college. In high school, it wasn't as weird because I was really the only jumper. So I never really thought much of it till I came here. And then I realized that it's like totally separate. But doing all three, like, the skill sets, like, long jump, you have to, like, be able to run, and high jump is a little more, like, slow pace and kind of just, like, form. Long jump and triple jump, you kind of have to have all three. So it takes a little bit of, like, training difference. I'd also say that, like, some of my injuries, well, the only injuries that I've had are my shins, and that just comes from, like, those different like training with both of them because it's mostly like that lower body like jumping off your foot but to prepare for it I really it's a lot of like short sprints so like 50 meters and a lot of technical stuff it's very technical it's a lot of things that make you uncomfortable because you're like I look stupid doing this it's like switching legs doing high knees like you look ridiculous but that's really the only training that makes you better that's not running. Was there a moment in high school where you knew you were good enough to compete at a division one level and then what does the recruiting process look like for division one or just in general for track and field athletes? The moment that I knew that I was good enough for division one was my junior year indoor track and that year I'd got the school record and was going to indoor states and with that I was like, that was the first time that I kind of like saw myself at that level and I was looking at other people that I was competing with and they were competing at the D1 level and I was like, all right, like if I'm competing with them now, like I can do the same. And so then I started looking into track and I loved the sport and I knew I like, if I was able to do it in college, I would. And so some schools started reaching out to me and then the whole recruitment process. I mean, for me, it was a little different because I knew I wanted to go to a big school. 
um, like those big state schools, NC State, Purdue, big schools. And so being on that, like, I was good enough to go to Vision One, but it really just, like, was, like, that smaller or, like, a walk-on kind of thing. With that, like, you, it's hard because you're reaching out to these big schools, and they're, like, you need to be, like, a little better, but then you look at these smaller schools, and you're, like, I'd be the best there, and that's not fun. And so the recruitment process for me was, like, all right, am I going to walk on to these schools, or am I going to go, like, a mid-sized school like Miami? And so that's kind of where I committed here. But the recruitment process is difficult, especially for track athletes, because it's like there's not many scholarships out there, so it's hard to get money to begin with. And then, I mean, there's so many track athletes. Like, I don't know, like in high school, our team was like 100 people. And it's really hard to stand out if you're not winning. So it's a lot of pressure on yourself to reach out to those coaches and stuff. You're currently majoring in engineering management with manufacturing. And how difficult is is it to balance being a student athlete with a major like engineering? And obviously you have to travel to all these different parts because of the, you know, Ohio and the rest of the Midwest because you are a Division One athlete. So how was your freshman year adjusting to all of that? It's a lot. I'm not going to lie. It <laughs> takes a lot of time management, a lot of writing notes. I'm a big planner. I have a huge to-do list that, stay in, that stands in my room of what I need to do every day so I don't get behind. In-season, scheduling-wise, is so chaotic, especially because last season I was doing well traveling every weekend. I was gone Thursday morning to Sunday morning, and you're missing those classes. Um, you're trying to keep up, and this is going to sound really weird, but like we go to like places like Indiana University. We go to a lot of like Midwest. We go to OU, places like that and you have like these five hour drives and you're like, all right, I'm gonna get some work done. There's no cell (laughs) service within like an hour. You're just sitting on the bus. And for me, that's frustrating because I like to get work done. And so it's a lot of wasted time and a lot of cramming during in season. It's overwhelming, but I really like my major. So I think it's worth it. I had the kind of found a way around it this summer. I took a few summer classes and so now I'm not taking those like 18 hours. I'm actually taking 14 credit hours this semester. So nice. it just kind of lessens the load. I took some of those harder classes over the summer, but so it should be like better now. But that first semester coming in as a freshman and stuff, I was like, do I really want to do this? And it's really questions if that's what you want your major to be, especially as an athlete. Like there's not many engineering athletes like that but it's a lot of time management and stuff like that. You know, when you're not jumping, engineering, traveling across the country, you know, what what do you enjoy doing? So I'm also involved in Greek life here. I'm in Tri-Delta, and um, that's kind of my friend group that I'm separate from track since I'm around those track people so much. So when I want to break from that and break from studying, I really go hang out with them and those are the people I hang out with on the weekends just to kind of like get away from that whole like environment take a step back time for myself I usually don't talk about track when I'm around them as much that's kind of my way of like separating a little bit plus it's just like that's 200 girls that I know when I'm walking around campus and it kind of just makes Miami smaller outside of that 
I really like to play like basketball at the rec and just hang out with my friends. There's a lot of stuff going on for me all the time. So when I have like that hour of free time, I really just like take time for myself. Um, just got a new TV, so <laughs> that'll be going into use. We do a lot of like team bonding stuff too on the weekend sometimes. Other than that, I like to like read. I've been getting into reading like this past year just as like something else to do because I find myself on my phone a lot when I have those like 30 minutes. So I'm kind of trying to get away from that. We'll see how long that lasts. But last year I started doing rapid fire <coughs> questions to end every interview. I really enjoyed it. It seems like a lot of people also really enjoyed it. So we're going to continue on in this, you know, the second season, um, or at least with the second season with me as the host. But rapid fire questions about anything and everything, you know, just say the first thing that comes to your mind. You ready? All right, sure. All right. <laughs> what is your PR in each of your events? So long jump, 18 and a half feet, high jump, 5'3", and triple 36. What has been your favorite athletic memory from your freshman year? Going to the MAC outdoor meet. That was awesome. Did you have a favorite athlete to watch growing up? Anna Kiefer. She's a long jumper at UNC. She just graduated last year. She's awesome. In your opinion, what's the best movie of all time? I really like The Breakfast Club. I think it's just a classic. Your favorite TV show or TV show you're currently watching? Either New Girl or Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Those are my two go-to. Those are great shows. <laughs> Who's the best teammate to take on long road trips? Oh my god. Maddie Sisler, my roommate. If you want to talk for a long time, talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the funniest teammate? Uh, probably Gabby. She's awesome, too. <laughs> Your favorite school that you've competed at so far? IU. Oh, no. Tennessee. Tennessee? That, yeah. University of Tennessee. Other than your parents, who's had the biggest influence on your life? My coaches from high school. And the last one, what's one thing that not many people know about you? That I have a younger brother. Nice. All right, so that's all the time we have for today. You know, I'd like to give a huge, huge thank you to Elle Miller and actually Charlie Sabin, who's been sitting Shout in. Shout out, Charlie. He was very, uh, very helpful in getting this getting this set up. Charlie is one of my brothers at Beta Theta Pi, so I really appreciate both of them taking some time out of their day to help me out. Yeah, thank you so much. That's all the time we have for today. Hope you all enjoyed this episode of Pressbox Thoughts. Really excited for another great season. Really excited to be back here on Miami's campus, and I can't wait to see what we do this season. Signing off, Ted Brennan. This episode of Pressbox Thoughts was produced and edited by Ted Brennan and Sarah Grace Hayes with supervising production by our editor-in-chief, Cassette Gunter. Our music is by Sam Terabellini. That's all for Pressbox Thoughts. Tune into our next episode out on the Miami Student SoundCloud, Spotify, and Google Podcasts in two weeks.